And so I want to start with us here in Ephesians chapter number 3 um, and uh, ask you just to hold there for a minute because my notes are already in disarray. So, all right. John R. Rice said, no matter what a man's past may have been, his future is spotless. I, I tell you, that ought to be tremendous hope to us because whatever happened to us in this last year, it really doesn't have to carry on. It does, in no small way, depend on us and what we do from here on out. I was reading about a, a college girl that pinned a, a, a new calendar on her board at, at college and said, this is going to be a bright new year, and her roommate's asking her why. And she said, well, I'm just going to take it a day at a time, and I'm going to do something each day to make that day good and to, to make it count. And, and if I'll do that every day by the end of the year, it, it'll have been really a banner year. It'll be good. And I thought that, well, that's a good mantra for us at this point. And uh, Brother Jeremy also mentioned this morning about introspection or, or a little bit of... Um, self-judgment, I guess you'd say. Looking at, at this last year, a lot of people, um, hopefully you're not like Brother Mike. I accused him of this. He, he said something to me tonight, and he said a lot of things to me tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm just mentioning the good things and uh, the encouraging ones, because we had a devotion this morning on encouragement, and um, so Brother Mike was trying to encourage me. Good try, Brother Mike. <laughs> I lost my train of thought right there. <laughs> he distracted me. But looking at the past year, we, we should do some reflection. I, I did go back. Here was another suggestion. Hey, Brother John, if you preached last year, the last sermon, you should just preach the same thing this year. And I, I thought if I was mischievous, I would do that. And I'm mischievous enough to do that. But I'm in fear of God enough to think, well, he has a purpose in this, so maybe I ought to listen to that. So I had to kind of suppress that just a little bit. But um, we should look back and think, okay, the plans that I planned last year, how, how far up did I come? How well did I do? If, if we made resolutions, did I actually follow through on any of them? And if I did, how long? These are good things to think about, not so that we can think of our failures, but how or where can I do better? And for the Lord, I think any of us can say, I could do better. Here in our scriptures tonight, we read about the family of God. I want to begin reading with you Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 14. Paul's in prison. He's writing back to a faithful church. Let's begin reading in verse number 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Let's, um, let's pray. Take a moment. Not like was suggested for Stephen tonight as he prayed to pray in the new year, but ask for the Lord's help for the next few minutes. Amen. Lord, we love you. You know my heart tonight, Lord. I pray that you might calm my spirit and Help me, Lord, to relay the things that need to be said tonight. Lord, we thank you for your word, for its impact on our lives. May we never forget how it's impacted our lives. May we never take for granted the words of this text, I pray. Please help me, Lord, to say everything that needs to be said tonight. And Lord, even though we've joked a great deal tonight, Lord, um, I pray for your help just to Refine those thoughts and those words to those things that are helpful to us tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Reading through here, Paul is um, speaking to us about our new life in Christ and the help that we have from the Holy Spirit. And when we got saved, there's, there's a lot of newness in our life. Not, not only do we have a shiny new life, amen, we have something that we have a life, not, not something that goes on in, in, the, in the footprints of death every day like the unsaved do, but a new life where uh, we are alive with Christ and his interaction with us in our soul feeds us day by day and he helps us to live the life uh, so long as we're obedient to him. He helps us to live the life that we ought to live and to please him. When we got saved, we got a new literature. Amen? We should have. The Bible says that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, which means that we have a new literature, the Bible. I hope that in this coming year, that for us it's going to be a little bit different than talking to one of my clients here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think evidently he has a couple of offices where he works, and he has, I, d I don't know what it looks like, but he, he said it's an Alexa system, and you say Alexa, and then tell it whatever to do, and, and it's the robot, and helps you do whatever you got to do, only they have multiples of these set up, so he has one in his office, and then they have others throughout the house. So I, I guess that they never put in an intercom system. So they use Alexa to pass notes back and forth to one another. And so when he's trying to tell his wife something and she's not in the room, he says, hey, Alexa. And I don't, know, I don't remember the, the, the terminology, but he tells the, the thing to take a note. And it takes a note, but then it reads it back. But it reads it back on all the speakers. And so now he hears it back and his wife hears it wherever she is. Well, guess what? A couple minutes later, here comes Alexa. She's blabbing along, interrupting our meeting, and it's his wife's reply back to him. 
A friend of mine in Ukraine taught one of my children a bad habit. Hey, Alexa, tell me a joke. And every time we went to his house, Timothy would run up there to that speaker thingy and say, Hey, Alexa, tell me a joke. And now we can do, Hey, Alexa, tell me the weather. Hey, Alexa, do this and do that. I don't know who Alexa is. In fact, he's so scared of it, later on, he just spelled the name. I don't want to activate her. When we got saved, we got a new literature. We should be, hey, Bible. And instead of the Bible taking the notes, we should be taking the notes. Amen? Well, when we got saved, man, we, we got a new information system. Amen? And man, we need to make use of that. The, the, the longer that we go and the closer that we get to Christ's return, I tell you what, the, the, the longer I go and the more I study God's word, I think that we don't understand the importance of it because what God is teaching us, and I would encourage you in, in this new year to, to, to put on some new ears for the sermons that we hear and understand that like prophecy, maybe there's a near fulfillment and a far fulfillment, that, that things that we are learning right now, it is not just for this life. Because there's going to be a time when we get a new body, amen, and with our new spirit and the new body that we get, we are going to be able to perfectly serve the Lord. Well, guess what? I, I believe we're getting instruction for that even now. To understand how the things that we are doing now are affecting. We hear sermons about maybe our rewards that we're going to have coming in the future. And it's based upon the work that we do now. Uh, I appreciate the song that the choir sang tonight about prayer. But uh, read about prayer there's a lot of people disappointed about prayer. I don't get all my prayers answered and, and things. But I think that there's coming a day that we need to pay attention to where Christ is saying that, that when we pray, anything that we ask is going to be given. And I think that might refer to his help that we are going to need in our kingdom positions later on that when we pray and ask him, boom, we've got our help right then. Well, if you don't know how to ask for it now, and you don't practice that now, how are you going to know then? Just a thought. When we got saved, we got a new literature. We got new counsel, a, a, a new advisor, someone to always be with us, the Holy Spirit. We were by ourselves. We were lost in sin before we got saved. We just blindly did the best that we could. Not only with new literature, but with a new counselor, the Holy Spirit, our life can begin to take a direction. And it, can, and it, and it is given at that point a purpose. And as we interact with the Lord and beseech him for guidance and direction and, and what do I do in this situation, where do I go with my life in this next step, uh, that he advises us and we begin to head that direction and we begin to do his will. Uh, we should be very thankful for the Holy Spirit and that he's ever with us. We're not very thankful for him when we sin. 
unless somehow he manages to turn us from that sin. Amen? Come through temptation yet without sin. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. In our new birth, we got a new communication. Stumbling around in the dark, I don't know, tripping on whatever, uh, not willing to, to take advice or to listen to, to wisdom wherever it was found. We just kind of had our own way. And after we got saved, along with the Holy Spirit, we got kind of a new mindset and we got a new communication so that we could beseech our Heavenly Father. No more broken telephone, but God's telephone, Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hello, Lord. We got a new family. I'm thankful for this church. We've been acquainted with you for a lot of years before we actually moved here and, and joined, and we had a lot of friends even before that, and I thank you for that. In God's family, some impressive new friends. A new fellowship. One fellow said that fellowship is two fellows in one ship. Now that's, uh, that may be helpful, it may be not, but another one added to that. It's engage one another in a common enterprise. So men's breakfast that we have here on Sunday mornings, I enjoy the prayer time, I enjoy seeing the men out, and, and your care for the ministry of this church and for one another, that's encouraging to me. Uh, and I don't know whether that's an inconvenience to you or tiresome to you. Sometimes it, it is tiresome to me to make sure that I'm going to bed on time Saturday night and got everything ready because uh, I got to get dressed in the dark and get ready to go and come and be here. But then we are praying together and we go out here and we speak with one another, encourage one another. That's a, that's a precious time, but it's, it's fellowship. It's in, in engaging one another in a common enterprise, and it's about the advancement of the ministries of this church, which includes some of us, uh, our own personal ministries, but certainly corporately together as, as one body in Christ to move forward. That, that term, interesting, one another. In, in Russian, it was translated friend with friend. It was even more interesting in Russian sign language because any time that you came across a verse and it said one another, you, you did this. What does that look like? You're linking arms. Right? And you're working together towards a common enterprise. Some of these one another's that we find that need to be activated and working in our new life is love one another, serve one another, 
Greet one another. Brother Charles, is he in here? Brother Charles, he commented this morning. My wife came in, I greeted her with a holy kiss, and boy, did he just, he reacted. And I thought, wow, Brother, Brother Charles really would have had a fit. I mean, if he's upset about me kissing my wife when she comes into church, he would really would have had a fit in Ukraine when those guys kissed. I mean, I did not greet you with the Russian holy kiss, brother. Forbearing one another in love, bearing one another's burdens, admonish one another. By the way, when, when somebody is admonished, make sure that there's a giving and a receiving. There's a lot of times, there, there, there are some brethren walking around in our churches that uh, I think that they have the, the gift of admonishment. <laughs> But they're always on the giving end, not ever on the receiving end. And it's not always a godly admonishment. It's just something that's uh, tripped their switch. But when we got saved, we got a new family and a new fellowship. By the way, your success as a new believer is going to be you taking note that you have new friends. I'm not saying get rid of your old friends, but somehow your friendships are and must change. Well, how is that, Brother John? I can't just give up everybody. Well, first of all, if you get saved and you get baptized, you're in the church, so you have a new church family here. You're going to have a lot of new friends from church, and, and praise the Lord for that. That doesn't mean give up your old friends necessarily. Now, if they are bad for you, if they are uh, trying to pull you out of church, maybe it's better to walk away. I have had to walk away in my life from Christian friends because they did not have God's best interests for me or for them at heart. Some of those happened in Bible college. Some of those happened at different times. One, one friend I can remember, I, I left for Bible college and and they invited me back when I was there at Christmas break and I went to their house and, and they invited me over but there was no fellowship there. It was lost. It was gone. You know what? I could have stayed there and not gone back to Bible college or I could go to Bible college and I'll say, I'll see you again in heaven. And that's what I had to do with that, those particular friends. But the friends are going to change. You're, you're known by whom you hang with. So you may have new friends from church or, or even better, not only new friends in church, but some of your old friends get saved. And then they'll be new friends. Amen. You just, um, it's just kind of a, proven thing that those friends that's kind of an important part in the new life is how that friends 
conversation and how that, that friends thing goes. If you're, if you're willing to love the Lord and serve the Lord, and if your friends don't like it, you're going to love and serve the Lord anyway, uh, you're probably going to have good success in this Christian life. But there are some people that they choose their friends over what the Lord wants, and their new life in Christ goes rank fairly quickly. And we don't want that for you. So if there are new believers here, and, and we saw some just baptized, what, a couple weeks ago, my encouragement to you fellas is, hang on to the new friends. Try to make your old friends new friends by getting them saved, but definitely get you some new friends that will love you and encourage you, especially going into this new year. Now, I hope that your attitude about this new year is, is not next. <laughs> when we lived in Ukraine, we had to stand in line a lot. I don't know how many times I heard that in my life. Next. Next. And, and if you don't take stock of last year and, and, and ask the Lord really, Lord, what do I need to do to improve this year? That's all you're doing. You, you'll say it tonight. You'll say it next Sunday. Next. This service didn't really impact my life. Next. That prayer didn't really help me. Next. This pastor isn't really turning my crank. Next. It's a sobering thought sometimes about our attitude and I'm going to tell you, I've tried not to cop an attitude about Americans, but I lived outside of the country so long, I stand back and pick at the Americans because um, as a whole, as a society, we really don't understand how good we got it. It should have been an eye-opening thing when Pastor was reading here, I guess it was about a month ago, uh, from the from the Geneva something, I don't recall, I didn't write it down, but he was quoting about how many wars and conflicts there were going on around the world. Like, well, I know about a bunch of these, but I didn't know about most of them. And, and we are blessed that, that those wars are, are, are on other shores. Well, Charles mentioned this morning about Christians dying in Nigeria uh, because uh, another religion killed them. You can fill in the blanks, you understand. And uh, <clears throat> it's not just there. It's happening in Russia. It's happening in China. It's happening more places than we can probably name. So perhaps in our new life, and in this new year, will not have the attitude of next. I'm thinking that our attitude in this new year, I've been 
on some of the introspection part myself, in between the medicines and the aches and the pains and everything else, coming up to the end of the year, okay? What does this next new year hold? What's coming up? I'm looking forward to the new financial peace class. I have one discounted membership left. It's right here in my pocket. It's for sale. We'll have a full class, Lord willing. I, I want to mention this to you. I, I, I don't like the context where this came from to present it here in church, but the facts are, are the facts. Brother Jeremy had mentioned this morning about his choice of video entertainment, and he said that he likes documentaries. And, and he's seen documentaries about things. I, I've done that a little bit, but I find I, I just don't have enough patience and, and desire to go chase out a bunch of them. If I come across one that really piques my interest, okay, I'm into it, but get me to the next thing. However, when I come across a film that, that relays actual circumstances or events in this human life of ours to tell a story about someone or something that happened, I'm enthralled. To, to understand that's in our human history and, and how impressive it is. I, I'm just, I eat those up. I do very much like those because they're connected with reality. My kids gave me grief the other day. We were joshing about something and, and I happened to mention that these guys are Marvel whatever and they all said, DC! I'm just bright enough not to know what they're talking about. <laughs> there is a, a term that came from Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, and that was, of course, where the president memorialized a field for those that had given their lives in the Civil War. And he had spoken about those soldiers that died there, that they gave the last full measure. If you remember those words, the last full measure. Well, using those words, Hollywood has made a film. It is titled that, The Last Full Measure. It is about a Vietnam War hero, William Pitzenberger. The short version of this story is, as he was an airman in the Vietnam War who leaving the convenience and only relative safety of the helicopter that he was riding in, determined that it was more expedient for their mission for him to get down on the ground to help the soldiers that were down there, to organize the wounded, to evacuate the wounded, and to fight off the waves of the enemies that were coming to them. And by his efforts and through the giving of his life, uh, I think it is uh, stated that he saved more than 60 men in that particular battle and died in that battle. And the, the movie is about a long, lengthy battle, 30 years, 33 years, I think it was, the effort to get him the Medal of Honor, which he eventually received. Out of all of the American history, 
Mr. Pitsenberg is only one of three airmen. Only three airmen out of all of the Medal of Honor recipients, almost 3,500, only three airmen have received it. He is one of those three. Paul spoke of his efforts for the Lord in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. So take your time for introspection and, and looking back on this past year, but that only has limited use. And Paul says, and reaching forth, that's stretching out the full length as much as possible. In other words, the full measure. And reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And I just want to ask you, and maybe this is, this flaw is mine alone. I sort of suspect not, but if it is, you, you'll humor me for six more minutes. Amen? We have it so good here in America, and we have so many conveniences and accommodations that, that we become irritated with the inconveniences, which means that in our mindset, everyday Americans, nobodies like me, we begin to adopt that king mindset to have little patience or no patience for inconvenience. Perhaps a new attitude for this new year for the work of God could be a new patience. Inconvenience, maybe that's a test of my love for the Lord. And okay, I want to pass the test. I want to show the Lord I love him. Oh, Brother John, you're, you're talking about praying for patience. I'm not praying for patience. I'm praying, Lord, let me show you better I love you, but I can do without the patience part. Amen? Not everything that we do for the Lord is convenient. Not everything that needs to be done here at the church is convenient. There are a lot of inconveniences. I mean, just, just look around and, and see how much area that we have to clean. Maybe it's an inconvenience to come in here and, and to do that, but it needs to be done. It's a ministry. And, and the regular ministries, I don't think that anybody looks on those things as an inconvenience, but when the rhythm of those things is interrupted, then we're like, how do I deal with this? Ah! And we begin to express our angst and, and troubled heart at somebody, some brother or sister. Why does it have to be so hard? It's just a small change. Oh, I was preaching last Wednesday. I'm not. I'm preaching next Wednesday. No, I'm not. I'm preaching on Sunday. Okay. Small example, and I don't hold myself up as an example because uh, I can be impatient. I try not to be. I try to suppress that. 
And, and it's not that we should always be content just to be la-di-da, whatever happens, whatever will be, will be. But when it comes to the Lord's work, there's a lot of things that are taken as inconveniences as opposed to an opportunity to serve and an opportunity to love. And may we improve on that this year, that Lord, serving you is not an inconvenience. And that's really where I want to end tonight. All of these things that we got in, in our new life in Christ, and, and now we're looking at a, at a new year and thinking, oh, uh, what, what's left? What's coming up this coming year? What, what do I have to look forward to? And, and, and Lord, where are you going to lead me? And, and what are we going to do? And I, I, I'm going to look at this our new literature better. Instead of, hey, Alexa, hey, Bible. Instead of mom and dad, what do you think? Holy Spirit, which way should I go? Mom and dad probably aren't bad counselors, but they're not the Holy Spirit. That's right. And uh, it's been precious few times that my mom and dad counseled me other than what the Holy Spirit was guiding me to do. And uh, when uh, I can think of one time in specifically, I felt like the Lord should have me talk to my dad about one thing, and he shut me down. That was the end of the conversation. Okay. A new communication in prayer. Well, let's make use of that this year, amen? I mean, we have it on Sunday morning here in men's prayer, but um, I don't think I'm ever going to come to the point where I'm too good at praying. I, I, I haven't found that yet. Amen. Looking back on my life, I, I, I'm thinking, no, I, I tried to improve that. And, and this year I tried to improve that and I feel like I fell down in some other things. It's like, suck it up, let's try again. But what I don't want to do is treat this next year, the new year, as next. Let's have every head bowed and eye closed. If you would stand please with me.